and Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Five o'clock, hour number two of Old School. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And you have been uh, active on the text line. Thank you very much. Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. If you want to be a part of the conversation, you want to add something, hit us with a what's up, and we'll have you into what we're talking about. And then uh, if you want to follow us on the live video stream, Sarder Heyman's live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can follow what's happening here in studio as well. Jay Foreman, let them know about the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese and special ingredients located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut, seafood, their own uh, spices, sauces, pasta, uh, individual frozen meals, uh, family meals. They got jerky in there, vegetables, uh, and then obviously they have the strawberry sorbet. Winner. It's a winner. It's a winner. Uh, 13 points. 13 points is the point spread tonight. The Georgia, the returning, as Paul Heyman likes to say, the reigning, defended. 13 and a half. Yeah. Reigning, defended, undisputed national champion in Georgia. (laughs) Uh, Georgia Dogs, the the Silver Britches, a 13 and a half point favorite over TCU. Right. And – there are ways we were talking about. There are ways for this thing to work out well for TCU. There are ways that it won't. Well, yeah, I mean, it's TCU has to play well, but so does Georgia. I mean, Georgia. I mean, sometimes I think, and you deal with this a lot around here, where you know you're about to play Michigan or something, and you can kind of like intimidate yourself before you step out there on the field. And, and I talked about it when they were playing. Georgia was playing Michigan. You don't want to come in at halftime and look at each other and be like, man, I can play with these. We can play with these dudes. So I think that the Michigan game really helped at TCU. But this, of course, Georgia's a step up, and that's just part of just being in this space of being a national champion. So w- with that being said, Georgia can't just go out there and go through the motions and beat TCU. They're going to have to go out there and play well. And to Georgia's credit and standard, they feel like they didn't play well against Ohio State. I don't believe that. I think Ohio State outplayed them. Um, there's a replay that should have been replayed, and, and it would have just nullified Georgia winning the game. Uh, Ohio State had a chance to win the game, and he duck hooked that bad boy left. But you know, at the end of the day, Georgia's here to defend their title. So you know, it's going to come down to um, who really you know relishes in the moment, really takes control of the game. Um, I would envision that Georgia comes out quick, and well, it's a home game for them. It is, but it's going to be interesting to see how – if TCU responds. And the thing that people don't understand about playing these type of games and, you know, whether you're – we never really played as the underdog in, the, in college, but a lot of times in the pros when you're going to play, when you can stay steady through that first couple series. And I remember talking about the Michigan game with with um, with Nate. When, when I, I didn't get to see it from the start, but when I watched it, before I watched it, uh, TCU was up. And I always look at the time in the first quarter or, you know, what time what, during the game. Because if it's after the first drive, I was like, oh, you just came out with the script. Mm. When I saw it was six minutes left in the first quarter, I knew both teams have probably had the ball twice. So that lets me know TCU was settled in and Michigan is settled in. 
it's the same thing that goes for this game. TCU can't come out and have any special teams mishaps. That means like a shank punt or a kick that's, you know, kicked down and it goes out and they get the ball, you know, you know, past the 20 at the 35 or whatever, and then they got to stay steady. And then also playing with house money, if they somehow have a lead 3 nothing, if D- Georgia defers and TCU is able to go down and get some points or turn the field over to where they can pin Georgia down, that's almost equivalent as some points. Now they're going to have to score. They can't go – and, and think that they can get into a phone booth match and think they're going to win a 17-10 game against Georgia. That's how Georgia Georgia lives like that. What happens in huddles the first time, first break in play? You bring the players over, and it's always, well, who's got who's got a lamb? Who's got a bunny? Right. Right? You're asking for somebody like, hey, did, yeah, we, what, miss what on, did we miss on film that we, we have an advantage? In? Who's my win? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you're asking, especially in big games like this, is there anything new? I mean, a lot of communication, at least from my standpoint, was, um, you know, the defensive line coach with whoever, you know, with the defensive line and D coordinator with the linebacker. And, you know, you're kind of trying to figure out, like, hey, look, was our, you know, where were we at game plan wise? Because, you know, if the players are giving you confident answers, clear, precise answers, it's giving the defensive coordinator, okay, we're, re- we're, we're prepared. So as much as, you know, as, as the players are relay, relaying information, the coach is getting information as well, and they're getting a the feel of the game. And, um, you know, and then you got to be very, you know, as a coach, you got to make sure that you're not caught up in the moment, moment where, say, you get a 10-point lead and, you know, guys will come over and be like, oh, you know, these guys are soft, this, this, and this. Look, you get a 10-point lead against Georgia, expect them to come back. Georgia, you get it up by 10. On TCU, expect them to make a run. That's the way it is. These are two championship type of teams, whether you like it or not. TCU, obviously, I think has exceeded expectation uh, tenfold, you know, compared to preseason. But as you watched, as you, as I've watched TCU, uh, you know, they're a well-coached team. They're physical, and they're obviously were better than what people thought preseason-wise. Even though you know they got some, quite a few transfers and, and and stuff like that, I think um, Coach Dykes has been able to do something to get a lot of guys that have transferred in, even even the year prior to buy into a new system. So um, they lean heavily on their, their, you know, their, you know, big players, which is obviously uh, Max Duggan and uh, Quentin Johnston on, on offense. And uh, don't Kendra or Kendra Miller is, is a, is a dude. Um, Now, if he plays, you know, that changes the dynamics of the game too, but his backup is good. So what they can do is they can keep Georgia off balance with a two-headed monster as far as running the ball because they run the ball differently, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that changes up the defensive calls as well. So, you, you know, the game, gamesmanship, the chess match or whatever you want to call is going to be very uh, interesting. Look, expect Georgia to be very well coached. Uh, most likely uh, Ohio State probably nullified uh, Texas uh, Christians any chance of any type of trick play because they had, they had it. You know, luckily they called a timeout. Ohio State had it. So they're going to be prepared for anything. So you just got to line up and beat these dudes. I think you got to try to win the special teams battle um, and and find some hidden yards there. Uh, you know whether it's through the return game or just consistently. You know w- when I talk about getting a couple first downs, and people always think well, you got to score. You know you got to score. It's like okay, you can score seven points and you don't score for three three quarters. But if you can get two or three first downs and pin them down, that is extreme. I don't care who what quarterback it is. There's not a quarterback that likes to take the ball with less than a first down to the goal line. So if you can get them down there at 10 yards, you're starting at their 10 yard line, that null, that, Short that, space. that, well, that shrinks the, that shrinks the, the playbook. And now the pressure is on them to execute. 
the only pressure that a team like TCU could be under in that situation is if they are at, like, say, like the 20-yard line or something and it's a third and eight and somebody busts the coverage or you miss an open field tackle or you let them break two or three tackles and then they get the first down, then that starts the momentum on Georgia's side. So if you can, if you play steady and get these momentum plays that aren't the ones that are going to show up on TV, that's how you take control of the game and, and it's systematically nullifying the physical advantage of Georgia has because you're always playing offense, even though you're not technically scoring the ball because eventually the dam will break. Eventually you'll make plays. TCU has athletes. See, I think sometimes Georgia was so good last year and it's questionable whether they would have won the national championship last year if uh, Williamson didn't get hurt. I've said that. They were running through Georgia like 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 water through like wet yep. paper towel. Yep. Now they got there. Sometimes you can be so enamored with the defending national champion and how dominant they could be at times and not and not give TCU enough respect. I, like I said it before. I, I have Texas, the feeling that Kirby Remove some of that. He does, right? They, I'm talking about everybody that's thinking yeah, about the game. Yeah. Turn on the game, like man, you know, it's only a 10-3 game. I expect it to be 33. It very well could be like when Alabama played Texas, and 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 then you know, Colt McCoy, little you know, poor little buddy was ejected out of the game. But I envision TCU coming out inspired. I don't. I would be very disappointed. If TCU has the attitude, I'm just ha- we're just happy that we just got this far. I yeah. think they're they're coming with the attitude that we're here to shock the world. We done it. We done it. Just you know, ten days ago, we're going to do it again because TCU, even though they beat Michigan, they weren't satisfied with their performance. If you listen to them, they were happy, but they weren't elated. Well, they expected to win, right? But they so they're happy they won, but they weren't elated. Like man, we just reached our goal, that's our national champion, and we played well. They played good enough to win. They're like, like, like Georgia. Mm-hmm. Georgia feels like they won the game, but they didn't play their best game. TCU, that's not the best TCU. The amount of explosive plays that they gave up, TCU, in that short amount of time, when they could have put the nail in the coffin, isn't anything they've done all year. Well, they were talking about – TCU was talking about, well, Georgia – was on the ropes. Ohio State, if the, if the kicker makes a kick, we're playing the team that lost to the team that we beat already. Yeah. Like, look, we're, we're not afraid of Michigan oh, yeah. or, or, or Ohio State. So for us to be afraid of Georgia wouldn't make sense. No. And here's, here's where I said when I mentioned the crowd, it being a home game. It's a home game for Georgia because Georgia fans expected to be in this game. They bought tickets back in September. they bought tickets early yeah yeah, they yeah it was already like uh you know national championship championship or bust matter of fact some of them skipped (laughs) yeah they skipped the first game right yeah they they skipped the first game now they've been salty if they didn't make it though but here's the other part of it though for the this is the way it plays so i would imagine that 40 percent of the crowd is going to be georgia fans who kind of expected this is where normally it's 33 percent one team, 33% of the other team. And then the other third are the NCAA corporate folks who who write the check early and get into the game, and then they decide based on the matchup and then how the game plays out. That middle third, if TCU starts out early playing well, that middle third swings to TCU. Everybody loves an underdog. Right. And TCU, the mentality is, look (laughs) – 
These you guys are athletes. You're well trained athletes. You don't ever let anybody disrespect you. I mean, this is this the the being ready to. I mean, even in the simple terms, <laughs> even if you're like a a team that's not notoriously physical, which TCU I think is a more physical Big Twelve team than normal. I'm challenging you. Can you can we play to the physical nature for one game, for all of it? This winning this game will change your life. It'll teach you things. Changes of, the league. Well, no, no. I'm talking individually to get yeah. you to do something. Forget the league. This yeah. is about TCU. This is about the Horn Frogs. This is about the linebacker group. Can we get up and play our best game? Whether what by any means necessary for this game. Can I beat? This is me to Austin. I don't need for you to be better than Jay Foreman for an entire game. That's me asking too much. But what I need for Austin to do on one play is to get in the way. Get me a win, yeah. one play. One play. In whatever way you have to, get me one play. Again, he's going to throw you out the club, but I need him <laughs> occupied with him throwing yeah. you out the club but they're, rather I mean, than him making the play dudes, getting to me. I'm telling you, them dudes, I, I follow their their, their – Head strength coach, them, mm. them, he, in all the things that he's been talking to him, it hadn't been, it was never <laughs> about weights. It never, I know they talk about the speed and all that stuff. It was never, it was all mentality and what you're willing to sacrifice. I mean, he talked to him about NIL. He talked to him, okay, you're NIL, so you're, you're actually, you're signing a contract. Well, that contract ain't one way. Playing football ain't one way. So what you do on the football field and off the field is going to affect your NIL. He this this team that they've done, that it, what they've done, it's all a mentality. So I'm asking you, can you give me what we got? Oh, I would just say, just break it down. Look, man, that team over there is in the way of you des- destiny. And that dude's getting paid, right? right. That well, dude, yeah. that dude over Georgia, had he got NIL money this year. <laughs> right. Well, I would just ask that. I would ask, you know, my man Johnny Hodges or, or uh, Jamoy Hodge. Which one of you is going to take the quarterback out? Period. So when I look out there and 13's laid out, smooth out, I want to see which one of you guys is going to take him out, and they're going to Y coach because we playing for a national championship. It's you or him. Mar- Markel says this. He goes, generally speaking, are there actually coaches who out there who don't emphasize toughness and being physical? Yes. 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 There's, there's actually, there's absolutely actually, there's actually a lot more than you think. They're abs- I've been on those stats yeah. with people where I had to go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Well, see, the thing is, the answer to the question, there's, there's a, everybody talks it. There's only a few that live it. And actually hold it as a standard. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people that talk it. There's only a few that live it. And does your team live it? And, you, and, and, and look, you can see the difference for teams that go to the gym with a football purpose. They look different. They fill the uniforms different. We jokingly talk about, well, they look like – that looks like a, a, a top 15 team. That looks yeah. like it. And then you find that they can't bust a grape because under pressure they yeah. start thinking rather than I mean, When you turned on the Michigan game and you saw the amount of penetration that they've had – and Michigan's offensive line won the offensive line award again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you saw the amount of penetration and the physical nature that those dudes were coming to the party, at least up until then, that was letting you know that's how they live in it. And uh, now Georgia's a big, tall order, man. I mean, McIntosh is a good back. Um, you know, I think Bowers is by head and shoulders the best tight end in the It's not even close. Uh, he, he, I mean, he could pretty much sit out his next year. I think he's only a soft, true sophomore. He could sit out his junior year and still be like top. He 10. could go now. Yeah, he, he could he go should, now. He might petition. Like, but he looks like he's 
35 anyway. He should petition like uh, <laughs> Maurice Claret to get in there. But yeah. I, th- I think that these guys is, uh, you know, I think these guys, you know, TCU has just got to, you know, they got to keep it steady. But I don't, I don't show up to say I want to keep it close. Play this game and understand it's a long game. These national championships and these, you know, college football playoff games are longer. There's more sponsorships. There's more commercials. There's more, more distractions. TV breaks, more distractions. So understand, you know, yeah, relish the moment, but get out there and get busy and understand. Look, that first hit. I mean, the warm up is key, right? You guys should be trying to annihilate each other in the warm up. And that timetable is off too, right? But th- that's something that you have to practice and understand, you know, um, and getting ready for it. And um, you know, the best team is going to win. I mean, they got TCU has a tall order up there, and uh, so does so does Georgia. I mean, Georgia, I think, is probably. You know, gonna win, but if TCU, I, I would not be surprised tomorrow. We're like, man, TCU pulled the upset. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I don't think it's like if you're one. Look, first well, it's an all, upset based on the the spread. Well, but I mean, you're a three point. You're you're the number three team in the country who just knocked off number two, number two at a neutral site. There's no upsets in the championship game where where you quite frankly you get in that the point it, spread. It, it, the it, point it. spread is what this what the dis, distance should be. Right. But when once you've played yourself through a whole season's work into this right. opportunity, then yeah, you know. I'll upset. do a shameless plug for 1995. If they if, if TCU was playing a team that didn't have any illegal legal procedure penalties and beat every ranked team mm-hmm. by 25 points mm-hmm. plus, then you need to be scared. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that ain't it with Georgia, right? right? That you know what I'm saying? That ain't it with Georgia. Uh, that's it. All right, Jay. I know you need to get out of here. We're throwing the break. We'll come back more old school here on the ticket. Every child has the ability to be successful and thrive in life. But sometimes they need your help. Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Lincoln exist to help children unlock their potential by making meaningful matches between adult volunteers and young people. Right now, there are children just waiting for a mentor to step up and make an impact in their lives. Learn more online at bbbslincoln.org. There are kids right here in Lincoln waiting to get started. Volunteer today and start something big. 